Welcome to Explore FI Canada, where we investigate the financial independence topics important to you. Join us as we learn how to optimize our lives, save money, and invest for our future. We'll go coast to coast interviewing experts and chatting with Canadians about their inspirational FI journeys. EQ Bank's Savings Plus account is Explorify Canada's favorite bank account. It's not hard to see why. It functions as both a checking and savings account, offers an everyday high interest rate, free Interact e-transfers, and so much more. Visit exploreficanada.ca forward slash EQBank to open your account today. Hey there, listeners. It's Money Mechanic with you again on Explore FI Canada. Welcome back to FI School lesson number four. Hopefully you've joined us for the previous three lessons. And now we're following up with this one this week. And it is all about, drumroll please, income. The next big thing on your FI journey. Chrissy is with me as always. And because you've been diligent and listened to the first three episodes in the intro, you know that Chrissy's blog, Eat, Sleep, Breathe, FI.com has a fantastic series all about FI school. And we are using that as the basis for these short little episodes that you can use to help your FI journey and identify some of the things that are going to help you along the way. We pick a couple of references and we're going to chat about those. So without further ado, Chrissy, income, what do you think? Income. That's a big one because like started to allude to in lesson three, you can only cut so much, right? Whether it's frugality and saving or through optimizing your expenses through your tracking and budgeting, there's a point where you really can't do a whole lot more. If you really want to get to FI sooner, you need to increase your income. That's really the only option left. And there are multiple ways to do that. And that's what we're going to discuss in this episode. But a lot of it is surrounding your human capital. And that's something that I'll um, discuss more when I bring up the content piece that I picked. But what do you think, Money Mechanic? How does human capital tie into all this? Human capital, yeah, that may be one of the least utilized things that we recognize on this journey that, again, maybe it comes down to the complacency. You have a job, you have an income, you don't think about that. And one of the things that has always bothered me a little bit about the generic mainstream view of the FIRE movement is that it's all about deprivation, frugality, living an extreme minimalist life. And that's just not true. We've talked in the last episode about tracking and optimizing and getting to a streamlined level of spending. But your human capital is that next step that we're talking about in this episode. It is the possibility, the potential. You have unlimited earning potential, you know, technically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I feel like I have unlimited, but you do, right? And there's so many ways you can use that human capital to speed up this journey, to change your trajectory, right? And I think that's one of the things about the article that I picked. It was the quote that I liked. I'm just going to drop this first before we move on with your article first this time, Chrissy. But, you know, it says, why bother making more money? Frugality is an important part of personal finance, which we talk about a lot in the FI movement. But by managing your expectations and living within your means you're more likely to be wealthier and happier. But cutting costs isn't the only way to boost your cash flow. If your goal is to build wealth, 
you'll get the best results by looking beyond frugality to increase your income. So really, that's what this is all about this episode. This lesson is maybe don't be satisfied with what your income is today. Get creative, see what you can do. And I think this is one of the difficult ones, Chrissy, because it involves work. <laughs> like you actually have to do some work. But if you're dedicated and you've set yourself some goals for your FI journey, then maybe it's time to roll up the sleeves and do a little bit of hard work to increase that income. Yeah. And sometimes work doesn't have to feel like work, right? Especially if for instance, maybe it's a side hustle, something that you kind of do that's kind of for fun, but also you do it because it earns you some income. Sometimes it doesn't feel like work because it's novel. It's something that maybe is quick to do and maybe that you can do on your way to something or on your way home from work, whatever it is. Uh, there are lots of ways to increase your income without it feeling like drudgery or trading more of your time for money. Yeah. And one thing before we jump into your article, Chrissy, is if you're going to try and increase your income, be conscientious of what you're doing and the time you're spending. Because your article, they talk a lot about that, the time, or sorry, it's a podcast that, you, that our listeners yeah, are going right. to have to go listen to, which is awesome. But they talk a lot about the time value of money, right? And as we always like to reference your money or your life, she talks a lot about that as well. Is like, how much is this costing you in minutes of your life? And if you're out trying to increase your income and your return on that time is so low, be able to identify that and go, you know what? Walking dogs for $5 an hour isn't really moving the needle. Mm -hmm. If you love doing it, do it anyway. But if you're going to try and increase your income, try and find the ways that are most impactful. Yeah, definitely. So in this My Content piece, let's dive right in and talk about it. This is a podcast episode, as as we mentioned, and it's from the Afford Anything podcast with Paula Pant. And her guest is someone that's very well known in the FIRE community. His name is Michael Kitsis. He's a financial planner. He's usually known for talking about withdrawals and retirement strategies. But in this episode, he talks about something quite different with Paula Pant. And, and the title of the episode is Your Mind is More Powerful Than Money. And what he talks about is quite a wide ranging discussion. It's actually not just focused on income. He talks even about expenses and spending. But what he starts off with is saying that you really have to think about something that we often ignore, which is your human capital and how you take your human capital, which is your time, your energy, your skills, your knowledge, everything that you can use to make money. That is your human capital. And you take that and convert it into financial capital. And then your financial capital, which is the money you earn, is what you take to then turn into your retirement. And he puts it this way, your retirement is essentially how much financial capital you put into the current spending bucket versus future spending bucket. So your future spending bucket is retirement. And so it's that spectrum of how much you put in current spending versus future spending. And that's basically how quickly you get to retirement, right? So the more you save, put away into the future spending bucket, the quicker you can get to retirement. And so <laughs> it's an interesting discussion. I, I'm kind of like going, hmm, I, I just listened to this podcast the other day too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did say all that, but it gets a little bit, you you really have to listen to it yourself. You, you did a good job of describing it, but it sounds more complicated than it is. Yeah. 
It does. <laughs> and he's a super smart guy, right? So yeah. he, he covers a lot of ground in this podcast. I actually listened to it twice, even though I've, I've listened to it two or three times before already because I love it that much. It's such a good piece of content. But he goes into such detail with so much of the stuff and he covers information that you don't hear enough about in the fire community because admittedly, we're part of, we're guilty of this too. We cover frugality and saving and all of that sort of cutting so much that we forget about the income side a lot of the time. And so I think it's important to really showcase this and, and share that this is just as important for your journey to really find ways to increase your income. Yeah, one of the things that struck me that stood out for me from this podcast that Michael talks about is the power that a change in your income can have if you can renegotiate a salary if you can earn an extra few thousand dollars a year that's forever right mm -hmm. it's really important to understand those the small gains today will last for a long time as long as you're at that job right it's and it's important to know how to value yourself and there's been other there's other content in this community about how to you know go in and have that uh, discussion right and negotiate for a little bit of money because that's your human capital being maximized that's going to make such a big difference compounding down the road absolutely and you know there there is actually a lot more wiggle room in most of our jobs than than we think for instance our former co-host Ryan he would and he's, I think he still does work overtime at the same job he's working at but he chooses to take overtime shifts and so he gets paid a lot more for these extra hours that he works he doesn't have to find a new job it's not a side hustle but it earns him way more than his regular job or any side hustle would simply by taking overtime shifts and you know the, these are I think creative ways to think of how you can earn more income and use your human capital and really increase how much money you're earning so that you can put it towards your investments or maybe even supplement more of your spending so that you can enjoy life more and maybe reach retirement sooner. And you can't do that by just cutting. I think it's really important, again, to stress that this helps to supercharge your journey if you're able to really look at the income side of the equation. Another thing that struck me from that podcast is when he discusses self-education. Mm -hmm. And it was an interesting one, right? Because he's like, well, maybe you take a course that costs $5,000. Let's pick a number, right? It costs $5,000. And you look at that today and you go, wow, I don't want to spend $5,000. That's a lot of money. And if I just invest that $5,000 and it compounds over the next 20 years, it's going to be $35,000. Just picking a number, right? So that's fine. But if you take that course and it increases your income, even 500 a year, maybe a thousand a year. Now extrapolate that out, out over a longer period of time. And he talks about this and I'm going to butcher it because he's much more intelligent about this, what he's talking about in the podcast about this. But it basically says is your return on investment could be 10, 20, 50 X if you had not done that and just kept the five grand and invested it educating courses, things like that, that can make you an expert in your job, can move you up to that next level, are just so impactful over a longer period of time. Absolutely. And he also talks about how it doesn't have to be a degree. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this certified 
whatever it is that you get from a school. It, it could be something as simple as, I think he mentioned $100 a year for Toastmasters. Something yeah. as simple as that could get you so far ahead. And he, at the very beginning, he even mentioned if there is one thing that he might tell a new uh, financial planner to, to learn is how to write better. You know, And he's mm-hmm. not talking about creative writing. He says, uh, learn how to write a proper email with good etiquette and good business language, right? So that you come across in a way that's professional and makes you look good and like someone that you people want to work with and trust, right? So it, it doesn't have to be these big expensive courses or a degree. It could be as simple as these $100, sometimes even free lessons or courses that you learn to improve yourself. Exactly. Now, before we totally talk about my whole article, before I get to talk about my article, because uh, <laughs> it ties together in so many ways, right? So uh, let's jump over to mine. And it was written uh, or it's presented and written by the blog getrichslowly.org. And if you don't know who JD Roth is, have a look, look him up. He's been blogging about FI and Fire for a long, long time. Really? This article, yeah, this article originally came out in 2010. But it was updated in 2021, so it's got some good references in it. Now, I will say that this is not specifically Canadian content, but a lot of these principles do apply, so it's definitely worth looking at. So it is called Make More Money, How to Supercharge Your Income. And I read the quote before from the article that I liked, and I think this overlaps, it dovetails nicely with Chrissy's podcast on Paul Panther because he mentions a lot of things. And the first one, of course, is maximize your salary. So we discussed that a little bit already about maybe, uh, I, you know, Chrissy, I was thinking about that. Was it Maud Mill, Mill, Maud Millionaire that wrote about how to negotiate your salary? Uh, I believe so. And, but she definitely did write about how to negotiate various aspects of your job. Right. Well, there you go. Drop to Canadian content. So I'll carry on with the rest of it. Uh, yeah. So maximizing your salary and he highlights how, you know, like giving up five grand a year now is like giving up the five grand for the rest of your life. So something important to, to take into consideration. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm going to list through all sort of his ideas here, uh, for the listeners. The second one, uh, these are in no particular order, just the way they're presented in the blog was take a second job. Now, I know, right? Excuses, excuses. Mr. Money Mustache would call it excusitis, right? That we don't have the time. We got, we're busy with our kids, with our dogs, with our first job. And maybe you are, but taking a second job is a pretty easy way. And especially if it's something that you like doing, maybe there's something that you, you know, you work in an office behind a desk all day and you might go teach an art class or work at a coffee shop and and get the social interaction that you're missing right so think about a second job if that's you something that you're going to enjoy doing as well because it's not it's going to make it feel less like work so that's an option chrissy you mentioned it become better educated look how much or how many courses are available online now the ability to to take courses to you know have self-improvement it's just easier than it ever was before so if that's your thing get on it and uh, go and take something and and again, maybe pick something that you're interested in, right? Yeah. And I think this is actually something that's quite difficult for people in the FI community because we're so, we're frugal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes to a fault. And it can be hard to spend, especially on ourselves, on something yeah. that you you don't 
you sometimes can't quantify the payoff, right? It's really hard to determine if it's going to pay off and how much. And so sometimes it might take some soul searching and really analyzing the situation. But a lot of times investing in yourself through education, it pays off in dividends. So it's definitely worth looking at. Exactly. And that one kind of works into this next one here, which is we've talked about this quite a lot before. Make money from your hobbies. And okay, so my spouse is totally reticent about this because, <laughs> you know, she does a great job making soap and she's making kombucha. And I'm like, hey, you could turn this into a side hustle. And she's like, I don't want my hobbies to be side hustles. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is definitely a personal thing. But, you know, I also know that there's people in the community that, you know, they love yoga, they become yoga instructors. It's kind of a hobby now turned into a side hustle. These There are options out there. I think this one rolls back into one thing I was mentioning earlier is, is kind of do an analysis though. And it's like, if trying to make money from your hobby is making it feel like work or a chore, then maybe it's not the best thing. Or maybe the return on investment isn't the best, but it's mm -hmm. an option for you, right? Yeah. Um, start a side business, right? And I'm, I've kind of struggled with this myself because I've thought, well, heck, why don't I just go buy some power washers in a trailer and get some college students to power wash driveways? Like you could start a pretty simple hands off business. If you know, I need to be more of an entrepreneur than I am. Uh, but for people out there, you know, you can start something pretty simple and it can be fairly hands off too, depending how you structure it. Right. So starting a business may be an option. Uh, I hate this one. Start a website <laughs> or a blog. How's that working out for you, Chrissy? <laughs> well, if I didn't love it, it's a very low paying job. It's <laughs> pennies, pennies per hour, if that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a, well, he should have put like website, blog or podcast. He didn't even yeah, put exactly. podcast. Like I yeah. didn't even make the list of making money. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No. So another one here is become a landlord. Now this one will be contested, right? Because so many people are anti-landlording because they just don't want that extra work and all the rest of it. But we have talked on other episodes that there are hands-off way of doing this. There's passive ways of doing it. So I won't go into that sort of big details because there's lots of content out there, but it's a potential to increase your income, right? Even, and especially if it's passive income and maybe it's not passive, maybe you are hands-on and maybe that's your thing. Like if I could afford a rental where I live, then I would do it because I would enjoy like yeah. fixing up the house, right? So that's up to you. And I, I do um, want to suggest there are other ways to be a landlord or make money from real estate like house hacking, right? You could rent out your suite or do what we used to do before um, the pandemic was uh, host international homestay students. So there are ways to use your real estate to make money and be a landlord without the typical landlord hassles, right? I, I think it's a little easier when it's in your own house. So that is another option to uh, landlord with in a slightly different way. For sure. And one of the ones that I love the most is using or renting out unused space like maybe you've got mm -hmm. a double driveway that you don't use and you're close to the city and somebody would park there every day or you know you've got a storage shed in your backyard that you don't use that you can get pretty creative if you've got some uh you know if you're willing right that kind of ties into selling your stuff you know stuff isn't garbage it's money waiting to be made. I kind of like that. I'm going to have to use that line because I, I was just cleaning out the, uh, I was cleaning out the FI garage here and I've got like a router table that's been sitting around forever. And I'm like, that's money waiting to be made. But that's the line I'm going to use with my partner now when I start rounding up stuff. She always knows, right? Because I've got the, 
phone out and I'm taking pictures of <laughs> items and I'm like trying to set up the lighting and she's like, you're selling stuff again, aren't you? <laughs> she knows what you're <laughs> she <up> knows. <laughs> But so it ha- generally has to be my stuff. So I'm going to be careful. <laughs> you can't but. take her stuff. <laughs> careful there. <laughs> totally. But, but it is a great way because I think we all accumulate over time. And if you haven't used it, I don't know, like, I think my mom's rule was, you know, if you haven't used it for two years, you don't need to get rid of it type thing. But you could definitely, there's, I've made now, this isn't going to change the world, but the nice thing about selling your stuff is that money didn't exist before. It can go mm-hmm. directly into an investment and now it's making money for you. It's amazing. Yep. And it's one less thing to deal with in your house, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll probably, you will be happier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he goes on. There's a whole ton of links here about just get creative about it there's a lots of other ways and you know google that have a look through this particular blog post and through the rest of the content in the community you'll find some interesting ways that you never even thought existed right and he kind of ends up with what i brought up at the beginning is don't make excuses right it's going to be harder to make more money to make more income than it was to chop your expenses but it's worth it right and you have that human capital as chrissy brought up to go and make it happen right yeah, and you can make it work to fit your life. Like I, I mentioned already that I host at Homestay Students, but I'd like just to mention how, why I chose that it was because it fit into the life that I was living at that time. My kids were little. I wanted to stay home with them. I didn't want to have to leave the house to earn an income. And I was a graphic designer. I could have done freelance design, but for me, that was too stressful because if I made a mistake, if a print job went bad, it was all in my head. If there were computer issues, I I didn't want to have to deal with all those headaches. So I chose a way to earn income that worked for my family at that time. You know, I could stay at home. It was in our house. I didn't have to leave. And it was stuff I was doing anyway. I just had to do a little bit more of it, cooking and cleaning, that kind of stuff. And so you can find ways to fit earning more income into your life. It doesn't have to be through your job. It could be in your house. It could be, there are so many possibilities. Like I, I just feel excited by this because there are so many forms it can take. And that's why I think this episode is a great introduction to get people thinking about and getting, as this article said, getting creative and really thinking about ways that you can earn income that are not traditional and not necessarily through your job. Yeah, absolutely. And the human capital point is an excellent one. It's something we all have access to. And another one that I just want to bring up here, and this one we can consider maybe a little bit more of an advanced option, something further down the road, or maybe if you're listening to this and you're already in this situation, it's a possibility it might work for you. And it's a way of generating passive income. It increases your monthly income as a family, but it's passive. If you have, like we talked about human capital that you want to unleash, perhaps you have financial capital tied up in a home. And I don't want to get into whether you should or you shouldn't be using leverage, but the potential is there to use it wisely if that fits in with your risk profile and your financial plan. And I've, I've done it and I've generated, replaced some of my income with passive investments by using my equity. And it's a way of using something that was doing absolutely nothing for me, zero. It was sitting there on the sidelines and now I've made it make its own paycheck for me each month. (laughs) So it's a little bit more advanced. We won't go into all those details, but something to consider. Be creative, think outside the box, look at the options that you have for generating more income. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to lesson three, uh, the constant optimization that Mr. Money Mustache 
talks about is really looking at different ways and getting creative,、um, really digging into how you can really use what's in your life to increase the income that's coming in. And it could be your human capital. And, but as Money Mechanic said, you could use something like the equity in your home to turn that into a source of income. And I love that too. <laughs> as everyone knows, I、yeah. also use leverage investing. So both of us vouch for it. But again, yes, as you said, it's, it's more advanced. You have to be careful when you do it and you have to know what you're doing. But that, is, that could be quite a good source of income. You know what I've always wanted, Chrissy? What's that? I want my dogs to make some money. Like, <laughs> I know, can't, they be,、right? <laughs> can't they be stunt dogs? Can't they be in a commercial or something? Like,、yeah. They're pretty、Instagram. cute. <laughs> Start an Instagram <laughs> channel. They could be influencers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It seems like everyone's pet has an Instagram feed now. <laughs>、uh, okay, that's happening now. That is now happening because <laughs> I am、it. terrible at Instagram, but now my dogs are going to have Instagrams. Well,、yeah. okay, so the funny thing is, is my spouse has been. Basically, wanting to make a cartoon of the two dogs.、Oh. Big, big, big dog, little dog, right? And yeah, yeah. She's got this vision of it, and、uh, I think it'd be fantastic. Who knows? Maybe that's. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the oatmeal? The, com- the cartoon strip, the oatmeal? Yes, it's hilarious. It's totally hilarious. So I'm kind of visioning that's kind of like these two dogs. But anyway, who knows? There <laughs> you go. Maybe, that. maybe you're creative in an art type, and that's, that's your、uh, increased income right there. So. <laughs> The key here is is being creative.、Um, I do want to come back to something I brought up a couple of times is earning a few extra bucks is great. Increasing that income is great, but recognize the time it's taking you to do that. And that's something that was brought up a lot in your podcast is he talks about like that time value, right? So just my point is to be conscientious. If you're taking away from family time and you're like holed up in your home office trying to type out blog posts, earn a couple cents, maybe <laughs> it's not worth it for your bigger picture of your value of your life, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and in the same vein, Paula Pant talks about how you can really play tricks on yourself or, or wrap your mind around these crazy concepts where, you know, if I keep working on my blog or my business, I would earn. X dollars per hour, but here I am lying on the beach. It's costing me that same amount of money. And so you can get, go down the rabbit hole and really psychologically mess yourself up if you think about it a bit too deeply. But the whole idea is just use the time that you want to be productive in a productive way and earn yourself more income, but don't let it overtake your life. You know, have that balance where you, you do need that downtime. You do need that quality time with the people in your life. That's, what's the point of earning more money if you're not spending it with the people that you care about doing things you enjoy? So, yes, earn more income, but be balanced about it. Don't go crazy with it. All right. I guess it's my turn to give some homework for this week's yes. lesson. Yes, teacher, money mechanic. The, the, my homework's pretty straightforward, right? We've given you lots of ideas. Just sit down and brainstorm. Let's sit there and write down ways you can increase your income. I think, you know, just if you brainstorm and write it down and it's in front of you, maybe stick it in the bathroom mirror or on the fridge or something and, you know, you know, negotiate for a raise. Maybe you haven't done that for a while. If you keep looking at it, find some content, get confident about doing it and just, you know, figure out some ways, you know, get, get started. So, That's my homework. Brainstorm and get started. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And, and if you're finding it too overwhelming, break it down into the smallest steps that you can so that you can just take one task, one tiny little step and get that done. And then you'll build the momentum and you'll be able to keep going. Yeah, I think that's a great piece of homework for everyone to tackle. And also, again, as in our last episode, please. 
share with us what you're doing, what you discover, any tips you have in our show notes or on our Facebook page. We would love to hear and all learn from each other and lift each other up and help each other succeed with increasing our income. Absolutely. Well, we'll catch you on the next episode. Why do I keep calling them episodes? They're lessons. I don't know. Terrible. <laughs> they are lessons. I'm terrible. What the heck is lesson number five? Lesson five is an exciting one. It's, it's perfect for our community. It's early retirement planning. So this, oh. I think this is the fun part. So uh, I'm excited to do lesson five next time. All right. Thanks a lot for listening. We will catch you next time on FI School on Explore FI Canada. Catch you later, Chrissy. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you've been getting value from our content, please support us in the following ways. Leave us a review and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. Tell your friends and family about us or use our referral links at explorefycanada.ca forward slash recommendations. All of our show notes can be found at explorefycanada.ca. You can also find us on our other websites, figarage.ca or eatsleepbreathefy.com. Our show is edited and mixed by Max Desmarais at Fix Audio. That's F-I-X-A-U-D dot I-O. Episode transcripts were created in otter.ai.